Mahatma Gandhi once said, The future depends on what we do in the present. If you are hearing these words in the midst of a struggle with depression or anxiety, you have taken a brave and important step in this present moment, one that I earnestly believe will illuminate a path toward a more positive future. What is this great act of courage? It's nothing more complicated than the decision you made to pick up this book. Now, let's not get ahead of ourselves. As much as I wish it were, this audiobook isn't a magic wand that can permanently vaporize the weight of depression or tamp down the spiral of anxiety. No single audiobook can do that, nor can any one therapy session, prescription, guided meditation, or yoga pose. Why then? Is starting this audiobook a healing act? How can it help you along the road back to wholeness from the stuck, uncomfortable place of depression and anxiety? I believe the answer to that question lies in those words spoken by Gandhi. What stands out to me most in his statement is how vast, complex, and multifaceted those two categories of time, the present and the future, actually are. No single choice, no single action, gets us from here to there. Instead, each of the myriad decisions we make in the here and now shapes the future we hope to see. It is my hope and intention that this book might become one healing choice among many that can set you on a path toward a better tomorrow. All human beings struggle with difficult emotions at some point in their lives whether they have a mental health diagnosis or not. And though so-called negative emotions like fear, sadness, and anger are often dismissed and discouraged in modern culture, those emotions serve a purpose in the big picture of our inner lives. But those feelings aren't serving their purpose if they feel unmanageable to you on a regular basis. According to the National Institutes of Health, 21% of American adults, that's more than one in five, experience a mood disorder at some point in their lives. Your journey toward wholeness starts with an honest appraisal of what most challenges you hear now in the present moment, which is where yoga comes in. Yoga as a tool of the mind. Yoga, like any system of thought, belief, and action, has a central set of teachings that define its purpose and perspective. One of these writings, compiled around the year 400 CE, is called the Yoga Sutras of Pentangeli, and it describes the what, how, and why of the practice we understand today as yoga. Let's consider this collection by the numbers. There are 196 sutras. Three have to do with physical poses. Five more describe breathwork and its effects. The remaining 188 teachings focus on a single purpose, how to understand the mind and the human experience of consciousness with a goal of becoming free from suffering. How remarkable that virtually the entire foundation of yoga is built around the philosophy of a disciplined mind, one that is organized, focused, present, reflective, discerning, and tranquil. 
Given how fundamentally the practice is rooted in the mind-body relationship, it's no wonder that for decades, scientists have been investigating the connection between yoga and mental health. Literally hundreds of studies have examined yoga practice and inquired about its effectiveness, especially those how and why questions Patanjali considered in the sutras. As you keep listening, let each passing selection anchor Gandhi's suggestion more deeply in your mind. None of us can know or control the future. But by choosing to invest our time in healing actions again and again, here and now in the present moment, we can take steady steps toward wellness, toward wholeness, toward our fully authentic selves.